Hi, my name is Mahesh Madhav, and I'm an engineer here at Ampere Computing. I'm joined here today with Jacob Smith, who is the CMO and co-founder of Packet. Thank you for joining us. It's a pleasure. Yep. Happy to be here. Could you tell me a little bit about Packet and give us a little intro on what it is that your company does in the ARM space? Absolutely. So my name is Jacob Smith, and I'm co-founder and chief marketing officer at Packet. So Packet is a five-year-old business. Uh, we are in the bare metal cloud and automation business, which means essentially we connect hardware and developers. So our mission is to help a software-driven world connect directly with the innovation that sits down below the cloud. That's the IP, the silicon, whatever you want to call it. Our passion is automating the fundamental layer of infrastructure. So who are the, the main customers for the packet infrastructure? Are those end-user developers? Are they OEMs? Who buys your packet services? Who, who buys your product? <laughs> so a lot of people say developers, and they think hoodies, and they think meetups, and they think beer. And we think about the persona of a software developer or software themselves, which is more and more controlling how infrastructure is used. So when we say we automate hardware for a developer, we're really thinking about software. And software is taking over, as they say, eating the world. Uh, for us, that's the buyer, is software. And so most of that software is being driven now not by small-time developers working at night on a small project, but big companies running major things you know, that drive our modern world. So we think about our product as built for enterprises, but loved by developers. You know, I, th I think it's really important, the, the work that you, you folks at Packet are actually doing with regards to bringing the ARM64, AR64 ecosystem online and giving an opportunity for people who, who don't have access to these systems, access through your Works on ARM initiative. Mm -hmm. Can you speak a little bit about that? Sure. So Packet is not what I like to say religious about any particular architecture or technology. We just listen really hard. So we think that there's two directions that are kind of going against each other. We have software, which is eating down, down, down the stack. And then we have clouds, which have been sort of huge democratizers of technology. But at the same time, they've done that by abstracting users away from the hard stuff. We think those two can meet. And so what we are really interested in is being able to deliver the experience of the cloud, which is about automation and, and you know, incremental growth and basically removing all the muck that kind of gets in your way of consuming technology. And instead of making an opinion about what that is, we like to listen to our customers, who are some of the biggest enterprises in the world, trying to use technology as, a, as an advantage, trying to use it for all that they can. And so the ARM world is a really interesting one to us because it essentially represents diversity. I mean, ARM is like one of the most deployed technologies in the world, but you wouldn't know it unless you opened up your phone or cracked open your car or looked inside of an edge device or maybe even a data center. And we think that that's a really compelling sign of the future, which is diverse silicon matched with really special software equals outstanding experiences. I, I think there's also a pull by end users who want that diversity, right? And sometimes they don't realize they want diversity, uh, but you're allowing that kind of egalitarianism to come out with all the different product offerings that you have. That's a really great way to say it, although, have you ever met a developer who didn't have an opinion? This <laughs> <laughs> is like, actually, my way is better. I don't know the best way, right? We're talking about innovation. When innovation happens, usually you get differentiation. 
Right? People are trying to do something a little bit different, a little bit faster, a little bit more efficient, whatever the angle is. And then that's a combination of a huge variety of factors. One of the biggest ones now is silicon. And silicon's really hard to deal with if you've never done it before. Right? If you've never been in the business of, 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 of building data centers and building hardware um, because you grew up in the cloud, or you spent the last five or 10 years trying to move to the cloud, well, now you're kind of at a, a crossroads. And so what we try to do is say it doesn't have to be one or the other. Right? You can both have the automation and the operational advantages that you get with the cloud while getting the advantages of fast-moving world of silicon, which is ever more like, important and transformative. It's kind of an insurance policy, too. Yeah, well, yeah. you got to choose, as uh, one of my friends said when I was growing up, choose your addictions wisely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? And so where do you lock yourself into? Yep. What's the layer of the stack that you are going to build your castle around? Hmm. And for us, we say build at the lowest level possible. Right? That gives you the most opportunity to define what you put on top, which it's a changing world. You know, we talk now in our world with a lot of developers, they say the word, word Kubernetes all the time. Three years ago, people said Kubernetes and you said what? Right? That was only three years ago, and yet now it's like one of the big driving forces in the enterprise. It's a fast-moving world. It's only going to get faster. So having the ability to respond to that, um, we think, is about choosing the lower layer hmm. and embracing that as you know, a real source of um, opportunity, not just sort of you know, all pain, no gain. Right, right. And speaking as a performance engineer, I really value being able to code to the bits, mm -hmm. right? And giving that access, there are so many software developers out there who will die for that opportunity to sure. actually perform. Yeah, and this is all about choice for us. So yeah. we, we really think infrastructure moves in sort of 10-year cycles. Right? You, don't move, you don't suddenly uh, build new highways, right? <laughs> and it's the same with the infrastructure that runs technology, which it just takes time. And so the, the choices that you have right now are maybe not the choices you will have in a few years, but it's our mission to kind of make that possible for really a generation that, I don't want to dumb it down, but if your Uber's 10 minutes late, you're really annoyed. Yeah. So can you imagine asking someone to say, hey, you could embrace this brand new, amazing technology. You just have to wait six months or 12 months to get it there and buy it all in advance. You know, these are people who don't even own houses, right? <laughs> so I don't want to draw too many corollaries, but part of our mission as a company is to understand who's the buyer. Mm -hmm. What do they want to buy? Like you asked earlier, what do people buy from you? Well, they certainly don't buy servers. They rent them. They change them. They want to be able to innovate with them. So the more choice we allow for that and the flexibility, the better. So speaking about choice, mm -hmm. you know, Packet and Ampere have partnered to, to bring our Ampere EMAG servers to the Packet infrastructure. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about what that project is all about and what problems you're trying to solve there? Absolutely. So we entered the ARM server market in late 2016, which is about, I guess, three years ago now. So pretty early days, when you think about the life cycle of ARM servers, there's been a few attempts over the years to really bring it to the mass market. But we, we really dove into it because we saw this world of diverse silicon, new architectures, and ARM really represents that. But it wasn't until we, we really partnered up with Ampere that we felt we had a partner who was focused on that. There's been a lot of different you know, attempts at ARM silicon over the years for the data center, but not one with the same sort of long-term vision that we felt Ampere brought to it. So the equation was pretty simple. 
bring the best quality product that you can to developers or enterprises. But for us, we think first about developers because they're the ones who embrace new things quicker. And so when we brought Ampere out into the market, we went to our thousands of developers and said, try it, right? And luckily, we have people like you who are working behind the scenes to make software good, fast, stable. Those things are not fun to deal with anyways, unless they work. And so here we've got kind of a neat combination of a focused company like Ampere, a small developer-focused cloud company like Packet, and an ecosystem that's really evolved to say we're ready for ARM. Yeah, and I think you hit the nail on the head when you were talking about the focus that Ampere has and the long-term vision. We have a great product roadmap, and our execs always talk about meeting with customers, and the customers say that, that they buy roadmaps, not single products. And by having all of our software developers optimizing that software for generations of products, I think that helps everyone out. Mm -hmm. So thanks for acknowledging that. Yeah. Uh, can you talk a little bit about the advantage and the, the way that Emag has differentiating in the Packet market space? So Packet is a little bit of an interesting company. Like I said, we listen hard to what our customers want. We have some great customers who really thrive on ARM. And there are a lot of misconceptions, I would say, about ARM in the data center. Some of them really great, some of them less great. Uh, but for us, it's all about finding that match between uh, the, the user and the experience that they're trying to build and the right product behind it. So we've got some great customers who have just really embraced the Ampere solution because it just knocks it out of the park for their use case. Right? So that's been fun to see, especially with companies like Hatch who are you know, redefining real-time gaming. And they're doing it with the help of Emac. Mm -hmm. And we've been able to work with them on both custom, what would they consider a custom solution, right? I want this particular hardware. It makes a big difference to me, Ampere, with location, which is one of their other opinions they have. Take me next to a wireless network or into a particular region where the cloud currently doesn't exist, but deliver it all to me like a developer would want. So it's that kind of combination of things where we see a, we see magic happening when you can combine those things together. Mm. Could you talk a little bit about deployment of Emag and the ease of use of being able to put down different software, firmware? Talk a little bit about that model. Great. So deploying Ampere with the Emag solution was pretty much painless. Mm -hmm. We essentially worked with Ampere directly, which is, you know, it's a company we relate to. It's fairly small. But I mean, intimacy is important. Uh, we're not dealing with mass market commodity, you know, uh, give me boatloads of it stuff. We're, we're saying, tell me about your product and let's find the way to market. So working with a company where essentially we can know each other's names really smoothed out the process for us to go and deploy something that we were confident in and could work on together. You know, you want, as a small company, to embrace a product that works. Right? You got to have that. That's the first thing. Uh, but even though we're small, you know, in the terms of the cloud, we deploy thousands of machines thousands of times per month. This is at scale solution. And so it really needs to be smoothed out in terms of the supply chain, like you said, firmware management, BIOS, you know, even the hardware, you know, making it work and show up. So working with Ampere was, a, was actually kind of a pleasure, which you usually don't say about hardware. <laughs> yeah, I'm really glad that deployment at scale is working for you in droves, mm -hmm. since you know, many of the, the engineers that you see walking around here are working on that firmware that, to enable that process. Yeah. And we strive for a very high production quality software and firmware, and it's, it's great to hear that 
feedback from our end users. So how do you do that? <laughs> I get to ask the questions now. We so do that through, not, through. Not many people, I'll tell you, not many of my customers want to talk about firmware. So you got to tell me <laughs> what makes you passionate about firmware and systems and, and these, these low-level details that make things work. I think a lot of the ethos of the folks who work at Ampere, we, we like to tear things apart and then put them back together. Engineers. Huh? Right, engineers. So we're, we're able to, to get down to the nitty-gritty and you know, crack apart that Aptio BIOS, crack apart that open source BIOS, and put it back together in a way that helps cloud customers at scale so you can do data center orchestration. Right? So you can do all the SM Pro, PM Pro updates uh, properly. Right? And I think it has to do with the discipline of our engineering team and the quality of the, the interactions that they have with one another. And I think it, it kind of comes and bubbles out into the marketplace and then you start to see it as an end user, as a customer. Yeah, I think it's ever more important. Basically our vision of the world is that there are currently five or ten companies who are excellent at deploying technology, right? Like we call them hyperscalers, mm -hmm. right? They have firmware engineers and systems engineers and silicon designers and the whole kit and caboodle. And then there's everyone else. And everyone else doesn't have that. And that's where they need partners. Yes. They need to be able to both trust it and deploy it and validate it. And that's not easy. It, it, it requires partnership, especially when things start to move faster. And I don't think anyone would argue that silicon and, and you know, specialty silicon like GPUs and offloads, we're moving faster. Things are moving faster. And to maintain quality and have that experience when you're not operating at hyperscale, but you're operating at enterprise or subscale, where a big uh, deployment might be thousands of servers instead of thousands of racks, then we start to, the, ru the rubber really meets the road. And you need to have a, a sense of partnership and trust with your supplier, your innovator, mm -hmm. that you can stand on top of. And so we think that that's a new ecosystem uh, that is required for the enterprises of the world who don't happen to be clouds on the side yeah. to thrive in. It feels like Packet is bringing a hyperscaler environment to those companies who can't be hyperscale. You're hired. <laughs> <laughs> so can you tell me a little bit about the use cases that, that uh, your customers are using uh, EMAG for? Yeah. I'm always curious, as a performance engineer, I'm always trying to make performance uh, software run faster, and I'm always curious to see what, what folks are running in the cloud, because that helps me make chips in the future. Yeah, of course. It's actually a, a funny part about the chip business is you don't touch your customers very easily, because yeah. they go through people like us or an OEM, yeah, and so getting feedback is kind of cool. Yes. Uh, I think that'll change. It has to change. I mean, you have to be able to connect with your users. We're trying to do that at Ampere. That's yeah, yeah. great. But what we see is, I mean, the first one isn't sexy. Let's just call it making software, builds. Like this act of, of building software for diverse silicon, which you would say, oh, that's only, that's only for a few. But if you're building anything for wireless, for automotive, for IoT, you're touching a lot of different kinds of hardware. This is not normal, but how are you building software? In the cloud, right? You're building it as a developer. So the first big use case we've seen that's broad-based is about building software and building it faster for ARM. So that's a, an awesome use case. It's not sexy, but it's really important, and it's a gating factor that we see for other use cases. We already talked about mobile gaming. I think that's really interesting, 
And essentially, we're going to see more of that kind of workload, which is how do I offload stuff that's currently on my phone or on my computer, my Chromebook, my MacBook, and put it in the cloud where it can be operationalized. And I can do stuff way more efficiently. And I can leverage specialty silicon or simply powerful silicon mm -hmm. to do things that would just normally drain my battery or put you know, a, a lifespan on a piece of hardware like a laptop that's shrunk down to years instead of a decade. So this aspect of figuring out what can move to the cloud, and I think Ampere has a slogan around that, sort of inventing or reinventing and imagining the cloud, we're talking about a new architecture. And so I think that's starting to come. Of course, it takes time. Yep. If you look at the industry over the last 20, 30 years, I, I've noticed that there's this kind of push for thin clients, mm -hmm. right? And then there's this push back to th thick clients, right? And then the laptops get heftier and so on. And, and there's always this dichotomy and we're going back and forth. And the cloud wave, if you will, seems to be much larger than these kind of uh, thin client, thick client dichotomies in the past. Yeah. Would you say that this is kind of a, a flourishing of a brand new paradigm of folks who want to use compute as a utility? I think that there's, there are new architectures. I'm not sure if it, hard to tell the future. But what I see and what Packet sees is that we're developing new architectures for how to do large workloads. We're not talking about simple IT anymore. We're talking about can cars drive themselves and can we send rockets to Mars, like literally. <laughs> it's a different use case. And I think whenever things get at scale, you tend to design the hardware around the software instead of the software around the hardware. And that's a really different approach that requires, yeah, lots of innovation that may be a thin client or a thick client. But one thing I think you will see is efficiency has to get driven into that equation. The data center world which we live in consumes close to 5% of the world's power right now. That's as much as concrete. Wow. That's too much. Certainly, if we decided we wanted to you know, imagine the future that we know is all coming, which more and more technology is the answer to many of our opportunities and problems, we have to make it more efficient. That's not just low-powered things. It's architecture. It's figuring out where do things sit? How do I make that experience possible? And I think that's where we can do some really special things, uh, working together with different parts of the stack that are less generic than simply you know, buying it in the cloud. It's, it's a little different equation. We've been taking your feedback and other customers' feedback. I was wondering if you have any plans you could share about the future of Ampere servers and packet. Yeah, so we're super excited about uh, about the next version of Emag. I gave my wish list. I hope they're all in it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but what we're mainly interested in is, you know, kind of taking advantage of what I see as a democratized world of software and hardware, where essentially most of the hard problems the ecosystem has been working on for ten years. You know, to allow uh, different architectures and different approaches to thrive. Uh, there have been you know, significant hurdles in the past for uh, you know, companies or developers to embrace the ARM architecture, they're legitimate. When stuff doesn't work out of the box, very few people want to play with it. Yeah? But I think the ecosystem has done a really great job of doing that. And so now we're really entering kind of a golden age of new products and new solutions that I think could be extremely exciting, mainly because more people uh, you know, have adopted them. Right? We've got you know, Amazon with their Graviton. I think it's great make the category bigger. Mm -hmm. We've got you know, AMD out there, we've got Intel doing specialized stuff. I think it's all good. And what it opens the door to is an implementation that says, 
here's the one that will help you win. Yeah. Here's the one that will work better. And that's pretty exciting. I loved how you said the word golden age because it just so happens to be that the kind of the fathers of computer architecture a couple of years ago won the Turing Award. Mm. And that was John Hennessy and you know, David Patterson. Mm. And they, in their Turing Award speech, they spoke about the golden age of computer architecture and how that's now upon us because as Moore's Law and Denard scaling tend to kind of uh, peter out, now you have a fixed canvas as an artist and you're trying to figure out what, what do you want to draw on this canvas. Right. right. And it leads to this golden age of computer architecture where you have people creating these application-specific type of processors. And it's no longer a one-size-fits-all mentality. Right? Build the hardware around the software. Build the hardware around what people are looking for. And Ampere is wild enough to go and listen to customers and make decisions in the silicon that other companies may not be making. And I think that's, that's one of the, the ways that you know, getting the feedback from Packet is invaluable in creating that next generation of EMAG. So Tim Hawken at Google says that it's an exciting time for boring infrastructure, <laughs> which I think is dead on. We have a golden age of silicon, new computing architectures, a massive reinvestment in wireless from 4G to the best 5G. Yep. We have a change in the buyer from an IT buyer to a developer buyer. And we have a massive amount of innovation going into data centers and the physical part of the world. We're connected. We're flat. It's no longer even an issue to think, well, can I go global with this? The answer is like, how global is global? And so there's all these changes happening at once. And that's why I think uh, there's so much change going on in our industry that is normally fairly boring. <laughs> boring and exciting at the same time. Totally. <laughs> It's a great point. We try to keep it boring time. as plumbers and, yeah. and you know, picks and shovels people. You know, we're not supposed to be noticed. The only time right. you hear about us is when it goes down, right? But I think that there's more to it than that. And you know, we like to say at our company, when most, when most clouds and most developers look up the stack, we look yeah, down the down. stack. And that's where, to us, the most exciting things are happening. Yeah, I mean, you're, when you build that kind of foundation, there are so many developers on top of what you're building, that's just really amazing. And it's, it's something to be proud of, right? We're building silicon, you're building the cloud infrastructure, and it's, you know, I feel as a, it's a great partnership. So it's been awesome to work with Ampere over the last year, year and a half, but what's best for us is looking ahead. And so we're mainly excited, like all of your other customers, about your roadmap, but really about the partnership. If we can develop tight, close, nuanced partnerships, we have the ability to work together to really do something special for our joint customers. Absolutely. We very much value long-term partnerships. We have a long-term roadmap, and we're very much looking forward to the next generation EMAG processors and getting your feedback on those as well. Sounds good. Thanks for joining me. Jacob Smith, the CMO and co-founder of Packet. You guys feel like you're going to start your own little TV show. No, we're, having, we're, going, to do, we're going to do coffee talk. Right. This is what I'm trying to do here. <laughs> Magic happening. It's good when technical people talk to each other. <laughs>